Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, enemies and friends, welcome to the show that never ends. You are tuned into On The Real on the R-Squared Network. It's a somber day today. Um, we had a big show planned for you. There's a lot of news that broke, but some news uh, unfortunately came down today that uh, the king of Marvel, uh, Stan Lee, passed away today at the ripe age of 95 years old. So, uh, me and the fellas are just going to sort of talk about our thoughts on Stan Lee. I'm your host, Steve Johnson, and joining me today is my brother from the same mother, Mr. Johnson. Hello out there in TV land. All right, and Mr. Woods. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? How you doing today, sir? Bad, not bad. Um, you know, Stan Lee. Um, you you know what, though? I I do want to start celebratory, out celebratory celebratory. <clears throat> yeah, listen, let's celebrate, celebrate life. Yeah. This is the thing. I and I said this before the like, camera started rolling. Need to be all morose about this. Like there is nothing to be sad about. Right. A- anyone would be lucky to make it to the age of not alone make it to the age of 95, but also have live doing what they love and having their work adored and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, we should all be so lucky, right? So, and I, I he, said his this, legacy will he, outlive all of he us. He lives, he leaves his mark, exactly. right? He will his his creations will he will live forever in that his ideas will last longer than all of us, absolutely, right? And I'm you know, glad he got to see that his stuff will live forever, and he knows how much people love him, right? And and knew, and, you know and like he right. got his roses before he left. Right. Also, you know. I'll say this, and I said it jokingly, but just he was 95, and I said it as a joke before the camera rolled. Like at 95, you know, anything you die from is natural causes. It's like even a gunshot wound is is natural causes. Like he he lived a full life, and right. you know, uh, we should celebrate, and not be sad, right? Yeah, exactly. There is the thing to be sad about. He's not. It's not like it's Michael Jackson yeah. or Prince where they were just gone something. too yeah. soon. You know what, what I mean? What side is the vultures around him? You know, in his, you know. You mean at the end, years, at, at the, the twilight, right? Yeah. Of his life, like you know, people that he trusted, and you know, just trying to use him because they knew he was going, and they just trying to get a piece of the pie. Yeah, that's a scummy thing to do. After, right after you know losing his wife last year, and then to be dealing with that in his last year of life, that that's kind of whack. Um, and you know. Betty White is still around. Yeah, man. Still kicking. <laughs> she got to the last vial of of, of uh, the Fountain of Youth. She yeah, posts that. Um. So, uh, Mr. Johnson, do you want to just share a random memory about? I mean, Stanley shaped you know our childhoods. You know, like everything that we see now is because of Stanley. All the the, the great Marvel movies that we know and love, that, like the, the whole. You know, all these things that entertain What about us the great children? Marvel toys and yeah. cartoon shows? I mean, everything. The X-Men, 90s And show. the Spider-Man underwear. Yeah, Everybody man. had Under as a kid. And all of that stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, St- Stan And Lee. that old Japanese Spider-Man TV show. Yeah. Yo, side note, fun fact. Uh, Stan Lee had signed a lifelong contract to be a part of Marvel. Well, I actually have quite a few fun facts because I just finished that book, The um, Slugfest, the 50-year rivalry between Marvel and DC. Marvel and DC? Yeah. Um, Stan Lee also worked for uh, DC for one book. It was during the the Marvel bankruptcy years. Right. um, And... Marvel had gotten bought out by some investment firm. Right. And they did not. Marvel Enterprises. Right. Mm. They didn't want to renew um, his contract because at that point he was out in Hollywood trying to find like movie deals. He wasn't involved in the publishing or whatever. So because he was out of contract, uh, because whoever owned the company was trying to save money, they were like, why are we paying Stan Lee $3 million a year? for doing nothing right um so dc was like oh hey stan lee here, here here's a million dollars uh it'll be a thing and you'll do a book for us and so they go and do the book and like stan lee's like on a call with them 
And then they're talking about ideas, and Stanley's like, yeah, I like this, I like that. And Stanley's like, yeah, you guys don't need me anymore, do you? (laughs) Collected the check, and then the book really didn't do anything, so it was kind of like a waste. But then Marvel realized that the way, this is the reason he had the lifelong contract. They realized that if he left, his contract was such that his characters would go with him. Right. So they signed him to a lifelong contract so that they could Where he can keep have the minimal time at the office, right? It was like doesn't 20%. matter. He was on a stipend of a few million dollars a year right. plus some cut of the movies. Um, but it was there for him to be there like very little. Because technically, if he left the, the company... He would bring the characters it, with him. I mean, so, it would be a legal battle, but... Right. There, there was language in his contract that technically he could take the characters. Which is also part of the language of why he kind of keeps that credit to himself, even though we know that there's others. I mean, Bob Kane is way worse, right? They had to like fight after Bob Kane died to give Bill Finger credit for Batman. Just for Batman. Yeah, um, at least uh, Stan Lee will tell you. There's no interview he'll do where he's like, you know, yeah. he couldn't do it without Kirby, Kirby or Ditko or John Romita. He always bigs them up. Um, but him and him and Jack Kirby had a beef for a little while. No, they Jack had, Kirby, that's what I'm saying. They had they had a fallout. Right. But he realized that it wasn't because of Stan or whatever. It's just like Stan was just more vocal, and Stan just had a personality, and it's just like he didn't have that. Right. And you know they the the I think the low point in their relationship because but he it was realized that it know? was a big um get for DC because Marvel was always poaching uh DC. DC uh, talent, like right. artists and writers. The writers. Um, and uh, Kirby had a falling out, not so much with Stan Lee, but also with um, the company itself. The company right? itself and the finances and things. That so he goes over to DC and then makes like uh, some villain that steals all your power. And it had like a name that rhymed with Stan Lee. And like... Uh, and that that shit hurt Stan's That's feelings. That's called sneak dissing. No, um, but they say they like he had called him up on the radio, and you know, I heard the the interview where they where they squashed everything because he was just mad that Stan was getting a lot of opportunities. Like Stan was always on TV, and it's just like he's like I'm the one drawing all of this stuff. I'm the you know right. he's just putting the words to it. But it's just like because Stan was just so vocal and he had such a magnetic personality. People just gravitated towards him. He would write back to the fans in the back of the books, you know. And they would come to him and ask him questions, ask him for the interview. So personable. So that's why, you know, people wanted to talk to him. But it's just like Jack Kirby was just like so unassuming. He just was like, looked like an old man. He didn't have that pizzazz. He didn't have that thing. Well, he just wanted to draw. That's not Stan's fault, you know. Right, and you know, speaking of the the what he he did in the in the back of the book, and I, we are going to talk about how he changed comments. But he re- before there was any Twitter, he would have a uh, newsletter in the back of every book yeah. where he'd have a direct a connection with the it's audience, right? right? That's what I was just saying. And that was and a he big gave his thing. Views and opinion. Yeah, and also he would basically say to the fans, well, what do you want to see? Like everybody felt included, and that was the difference. A lot of things with DC, because they had uh, Batman and Superman first, they were like the guys that, you know, from Mad Men, like they wore suit and ties to work and smoked cigars and had secretaries. Right. You know what I mean? And they were sort of above it all, right? right? Um, but, but, But Stan Lee... And and Jack Kirby to, to to his credit, they they had this, you know, connection with the fans. And I want to they read... wanted to make sure that there was an engagement that was going on with the fans. That they didn't want to have them like on an island, and right? That oh, we're just giving you this, and you should be proud of it. No, they wanted to you know immerse the fans into the world, which is why he always started those things like hey, true believers, and you know why he wanted to get you in because uh, or bring you in rather into his world. Because he was saying that this world is not just for me. This is for you guys. I make this for you guys. Right. And also, and this is the thing. It was called the Soapbox, right? We said that. The, the name of the, the, the column at the end. So, Stanley and Jack Kirby also created Black Panther, right? Yes. Um, and the X-Men, right? And we know that the X-Men was an allegory at the time for the but civil rights movement, movement you know, right? Um, and Black Panther was the first uh, black superhero, 
Right. In you comics. Predates Luke Cage? Yes, Luke Cage was in the exploitation era in the 70s. You had a few black characters come out at that time, but Black Panther was first. First appeared in Fantastic Four. I can't remember which number. Um, but the thing about that character is this was a stance that Kirby and uh, Stan Lee wrote. The publishers did not think uh, the public could handle a black superhero on the cover. Mm -hmm. And so they originally drew Black Panther, and we talked about this, like Batman. He had a cowl where his face was showing. And so they told them, oh, cover his face or don't put him on the cover. And Stan Lee and Jack Kirby said, F that, and gave him the cowl like Batman so you could see yeah. his face that he was a black dude. And they, the publisher, the reason Black Panther has a full mask now is because in the original issue, the publisher, after they sent uh, it out for print, colored it in. Right, so they the, kept inking the, it. The, the right. audience wouldn't see. But if you have those original issues, you can see the lines, even though they're, right, they're, right, they're, right. they're colored in. Because they, they defied um, Yes, the so public. Black Panther first appeared in Fantastic Four, issue 52, on July 1966. He predates, uh, you know, Luke Cage by five years. Right, and now, and the other thing I'm is... Sorry. This is a letter from that was. I'm sorry. Six years. Yes, but I'm gonna just read. And right you. around that time, the Black Panthers were born. Yes. Um, Interestingly enough. Technically, though, before uh, the Black Panther character, I think he appeared a couple of months before the Black Panthers were like uh, news items on. You think they stole the name? I think they stole the name. No. I mean, maybe Stanley just had his ear to the streets. He's from the Bronx. Hey, man. Crazy. Um, but New York but again, I want to read you something from that soapbox where he connected with his fans uh, in the 60s because Stanley was never one to be quiet about what he felt were injustices in the world. Okay. So this is a letter that Stan wrote in the 1960s, just looking at the headlines and looking what the world's out there. All right. So he says, uh, let's lay it out. Let's lay it right out on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But unlike a team of costume supervillains, they can't be halted with a punch or uh, with a punch in the snoot or a zap from the array gun. The only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for the insidious evils they really are. The bigot is the unreasoning hater, one who hates blindly, fantastically, or, or fanatically, uh, discriminately, uh, one who hates blindly, fanatically, and discriminately. Uh, if his hangup is Black men, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner, uh, best, best, oh, if some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity, with equal venom. Now we're not trying to say it's unreasonable. Now we're not trying to say it's unreasonable for one human being to bug another. But although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it's totally irrational, patently insane to condemn an entire race, uh, to, to despise an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. <clears throat> Sooner or later, it, if, man is, if man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance for, for them and only then. Uh, we, we must fill our hearts with tolerance for then and only then will we truly be worthy of the concept that man was created in the image of God a God who calls us all his children. Um, that's, again, letter from Stan in the 60s. Yeah, yeah white supremacists didn't get uh, the memo. What's that? So you need to work on your reading. First of all, you don't know how small this is, and it <laughs> is glasses, the, the, the print. Well, I ordered glasses today. Like, I'm was sorry. To get through. <laughs> was like, he was one of them kids who was sweating me in school. Like, oh. <laughs> 
The point that is, the teacher picked look, up. you can't the see it. I'm going to share this picture, either, and like, then yo. you tell me if you can see it. Oh, I, I, I'm just saying I did order new glasses today, or my okay. first pair of glasses. Whatever, yes. I'm old. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, uh, in the 60s up until today, he was never away. one that shied away from talking about the issues. And that letter could have been written today, even though it's 50 years old. Could have been, yeah. but it didn't, and it wasn't. Um, Stanley been down with the cause, and it's still relevant, right? So. And he's and he's he's, he's still been he's been beating this drum too. He was the first too. person to throw up the X, man, because he filmed the beat. And by the way, yeah. he was the first mother after the Rock Timbs. I just want to clarify: ninety-five years old. This is Wakanda, oh my God. right? This is X Men, not the same yeah. thing. But he was the first mother after to throw up the X, man. I'm saying this is also Facts BX. BX. Yes. Um. So. Now, uh, do you want to read some quotes from some some people yes. that he's touched? Um, um we could read yeah, some you quotes from people you know, that he's touched. Not easy, he's man. Touched. Paul, like right. said it. Some Paul. people that have played his characters, uh, and yes. then and then um, you know we'll talk about the movies. Individuals that we'll have to. been inspired by Stanley's work. Celebrities. Celebrities. Well, yes. Okay. Hugh Jackman says we've lost a creative Wolverine. genius. Stanley was a pioneering force in the superhero universe. I'm proud to have been a small part of his legacy and to have helped bring one of his characters to life. Stanley. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Uh, he just says, thanks for everything, Stan. Short and sweet. Uh, Rob Liefeld says, RIP Stanley. We have lost a titan of creative creativity and in, in industry. These are my last photos with Stan Tekken in August at his home. I was summoned by the man. He wanted a friendly face, a change of pace. I was up the next day. He was peaceful and comfortable and in great spirits. He had, he sat in his favorite chair overlooking his pool and the beautiful canyons. I thank him for being a visionary, not just creatively, but being a visionary and bringing Marvel to Hollywood, knowing how well they would be served to TV and film. Kids of the 70s, kids my age grew up with the Hulk TV show, live action Spider-Man TV movies, Doctor Strange films on CBS. It was an exciting time, and it was a result of Stan's decision to travel west and present the Marvel characters to Hollywood. He started the Marvel Age of Comics as well as the Marvel Age of Film that we enjoy today. I have many stories from my history and travels with Stan. We never had a better ambassador, and we won't ever see another like him. All I know is the good Lord has pulled up a chair and Stan is currently bending all the ears in the heavens with his amazing tales and lore. They are hanging on his every word and sentence. Stanley, Excelsior. Who was that? That was Rob Liefeld. Oh man, yeah, no, no, all, all of those things are true. And again, like I was, I was messing up like you in the beginning, but I was like, I got. Yeah, but you didn't have to read like Sanskrit <laughs> like up, I had though. to. Yeah, I, up. I was like, look at look at that boy read. <laughs> look at that boy read. Um, so, but, 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 and that's another thing that we should talk about. Like it was Stan Lee who saw what, uh, Superman was doing and he saw what, what the, the Batman TV shows were doing and that became his role once Marvel became the big behemoth that it was. And again, it's important to understand that Marvel was going to, Marvel was just a little scrappy company, Right. And Stanley started out in the mailroom, and then they started. They basically had him Atlas just copying comics. whatever DC was doing. Oh, DC's putting out um, westerns comics. books. You do some of those, right? Yeah. And it wasn't Billy until he um, was going to quit, and the company was going to go out of business. His then wife the told publisher, him to do a book your way. right? The publisher it. said, "Write whatever you want, Stan. Who, who gives a shit? We're going to close the doors. Everything is burning anyway." And his wife, and he, and he, because Stanley always wanted to be a novelist. And so his wife, like you were saying, said, listen, if you're going to write this thing, write it the way you want. Don't copy those guys because that clearly isn't working. So he's like, all right, this is my last book. And that book was the Fantastic Four. And it, it changed everything because at that time, all the, Jack super, Kirby. Uh, all the superhero books were sort of like Superman, Batman. And these guys, yeah, they, they were individual they didn't have personality. No, like right, but they represented had. an archetype of the bygone era, the 50s man who was the, 
the the sort of the head of 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 everything, right? right? Establishment is what they represented, right? And they were more based around their powers as opposed to what they could do. For them, their human like their their um their normal identities were the disguise. Bruce Wayne is the disguise to Batman. Um, Clark Kent is the disguise to 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 Superman, and it was more about what they could do, not who they were. But yeah. with the Fantastic Four, we it's saw more about the people, and he grounded yeah. it in the well, real world, right? Um, and there's a word called uh, verisimilitude, right? That's the first like family of like superheroes, right? But it, it, I'm, I'm, yes, that's true. But what, I, what I'm saying is because he grounded it in the world, real world, and gave his characters real world problems like not being able to get along with your siblings, or how are you going to pay rent, or, or not will... liking your superpower, right? Um, and and the soup, the 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 power was the problem. It was people who were trying to live a normal life, but then either got cursed or burdened, right, with with their power, right. and and. Basically, DC has been trying to chase that ever since then. Right. Whether it was in comics or it was in, now we see it today with, with the movies. And it was grounded in realism of right. what you're dealing with, like everyday, you know, issues. Um, so now. Rather than being above it all. Regarding um, him bringing Marvel to, to Hollywood, right? See, he. He watched what uh, DC was doing, and there were a bunch of attempts. Like, there was the old Spider-Man TV shows, the live-action stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed the Lou Ferrigno Hulk TV shows, but if you go back and look at it, it was kind of terrible. Man, give props to Lou Ferrigno, even though he's a Trump supporter. We're not talking about that right now. Stan Lee brought everybody together. All I'm saying is I used to love the Incredible Hulk TV show. I loved it, too. Yeah. I'm just saying, try to watch it again. Hey uh, man, no, but but they didn't have but, the but who see, else could have played? Here's who the thing: him? he was the only person who could play him. He, and the fact that he kind of looked like you know um, the actor, like Bill Bixby, when yeah, he, you know. But the other the other thing about it is the way those contracts were uh, designed before. You did not have to pay attention to the source material, like when they did the first Captain America movie, like he was like uh, a lawyer who drove. Who rode a motorcycle? Like it, it, it just made no sense. Right. Um, and so, same thing with like Nick Fury and the Hulk wasn't really the same as he was in in the comics. And so, but the the point is when they he the saw Hulk's name on the TV show because they thought it sounded too stupid. Right. When he saw the X Men movie, yeah. Um, he said that that was sort of when he knew. Um, it could really his his ideas could really be real. So we first really saw what he created in the comics in the yeah. '60s with the Spider-Man movie, right? Right? Because if you even if you look at and I'll, I'll even put this on the X-Men as well, but it wasn't until the Spider-Man movie where you cared more about uh, Peter Parker than the Spider-Man stuff. It was like they really were character-driven, right? It was character-first. Every movie, even the X-Men, it was they the spectacle them. was seeing the X-Men like just be the X-Men, seeing them use their powers. Right, but I think with the, the Spider-Man movie, it was like, well, what's going on with this kid? Like, you could have took the costume off and it would have been like an interesting John Hughes type of movie. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? And, and Spider-Man so, 2 was great. Oh, one of the greats, and so I think everything sort of Spider built Man from there could have been so much greater. And MJ is a um, not a nice person. FMJ. I mean I that was version. Say all kind of stuff. But I don't want to be offensive. To uh, and person. and and so the point is. But in that movie, oh my God, is she a horrible person? And it's watch Spider Man Three. This is like, what about me, Peter? I don't. Why does everybody Spider-Man. love Easy, you? Man. Spider Man Three. Is okay, so but this is the thing that I wanted to to Spider-Man hone in is on. Trash. This is why I think uh, at the end of the day, this was. This is, uh, I don't want to say like a happy day, but we should celebrate his life instead of mourning the, the, the death. Because again, he was 95. And what do you think it was like, right? I hope this happens to me one day, you know, as an aspiring writer, a person who creates characters and whatnot, where he could actually see his visions 
like realized in the way that the MCU he has he done. He was happy it. Marvel got. I mean that um, Disney got Marvel because he knows that his stuff will live on forever. Yeah, and I'm sure he he was. Um, I mean, corporate mega conglomerate merger aside, I'm sure he was happy to see now like. Marvel has all the characters back but as this Fox thing goes how loved he was. Like, he would go to Comic-Con, like, every year. He was at New York like, Comic-Con this year when yeah. we went. He was He's there all the time because he would love to interact I wish I would have went and waited on that line now. Yeah. Any artist or creator would Just love to be moment. able to have that moment to see their work come to fruition. To know at 95, form, like everybody still big loves screen, you. Big screen, small screen, anything. When he you knew. get to see your work, that matters, you know. And so, because you're just trying to put something out into the world, right? You have this idea in your head, and when you want to formulate it, you're not sure how you're drawing it, whatever you're writing, whatever you're creating. Any creator would love to just create. And so at the end of the day, what Stanley was able to do with his talented writers and artists along the years, going through the ups and downs of losing money, bankruptcy, losing uh, rights to characters, trying to you know, lure himself to a certain degree, to certain... Um, uh, publishers or whatever to keep keep the lights on. Anything you had to do because you have a vision, you have a plan, you have an idea that you know is good, and you're just trying to keep it going for all to enjoy. For that to actually happen, you know, whether it's at the end of your life, the middle, or whatever, it lives on. Your name lives on. Your work lives on. You did your job because right. you know our lives are not you know infinite. You know. So right. and, it lives on beyond you, and, and that's what matters most. To quote Vision, a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's because it has a shelf life. Or right. Act, actually, an expiration date. Right? Um, I and, heard Kevin Smith tell a story like he was talking to Stan, to Sam's wife, you know, and she was just like, all they ever want to talk about is Spider-Man this and Spider-Man that, but he's like, the man was such a great writer, you know, like, he wrote me poetry every day for like 50 years. Like every day he would write me poetry and people don't know how great of a writer he is because, you know, they think that's all he can do is just comics. It's just comics, right. But it's really... Yeah, he always wanted to be a novelist. Like the personality in these characters and their flaws and all of that stuff that shows that he could write other things, but people just like, you know, it's not taken seriously, but it's still, regardless of whatever, I mean, now it's like talks of these movies being nominated for Oscars, so... It is being taken seriously. Right, because you're touching on the nerve of the human yeah. condition. You're touching on human psychology and There and is something relationships. to be said about creating so many characters and so many stories that can speak to such a broad swath of people, right? W- regardless of, like, people's political affiliations, regardless of people's um, age, right? There's just something in these stories that sort of connects us. Think about these Marvel movies, right? It's like one of the few things where you don't have this rabid, disgusting fandom. I'm not saying it's not there, but it's not like it is with some other franchises, which we're not going to name here. And what is it about these Marvel movies that sort of just brings everybody together? I mean, Marvel represents everybody like... Like, whatever, especially now, like, with this inclusion thing, it's just, like, there's everybody. There's an, you know, uh, Asian uh, uh, Incredible Hulk, you know? There, there, there's there's gay characters. There's, there's uh, you know, Native American. There's all, like, every race is, you know, represented in comics now, and that's, like, a, a great thing. No, like, Com- yeah. yeah. If there wasn't, um, if it wasn't for you know the Rob Liefeld, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby's, the list goes on. Todd McFarlane and you know at all, but if Bishop it wasn't Spawn, for the, Black Panther, is that what you're talking about? What's that? Bishop Spawn, Black Panther. Speaking no, if it which, wasn't for these writers and yeah. artists, and you know, I wouldn't have been you know sketching you know in in, in the hallways as a young kid. Oh no, no, I thought you were talking about like inclusion of no, no, these no, no, things no, before. No, no, okay. just not okay. inclusion. I'm just saying that if it wasn't for these guys, that you know, I, I wouldn't have that spark yeah. of creativity where it's at now. You know, when or, I was a or kid, being I was so consumed with comics and anime and art and all of these things. Like it, it's it's. It's in all of our hearts. Right, something know, that sparks up. your imagination that makes you... Like, when I was a kid, to. I was never drawn... I never drew Superman or Batman. I was always drawn, like, 
Marvel characters. X-Men. Right. Uh, firstly, but before we move forward, I just want to shout out to Miss Baldiaki and Kelly hey, hey, and hey. Mimi. Hey, hey, uh, hey. Thank you for watching. And Tamika, what's up? Hey, hey. Right. Thank you. Uh, and obviously, Courtney. Court, what up? Court just needs to come on a show. Is what he needs yeah, he needs to call in. Um, Stan said that Black <laughs> Panther really was does. his favorite film of all the Marvel films. Because like of the issues that it spoke to, he's like he couldn't wait for people to see it, you know, because it's just like it's like one of the first films like you could really take it seriously. Yeah. That's why it's being, you know, Oscar talk. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think some of these movies should get more credit than they do. Not all of them. Um, it's but, getting there. But um, and our okay. Lasting thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think that um, again, this should be a day for celebration and Absolutely. Veterans Day, right? Would you look at that, right? Um, Going you know, out like a G. On yeah. Veterans Day. I mean, I would say, well, well, I don't know what his birthday is, but. I think there needs to be some remembrance yeah, in the public record. We need some kind of. I'm not saying a get holiday. off a hot, get off a school or work day, but no, like, that should be. A, it should a, be a Stanley Day. December 28th. Was they when should he was raise born. statues to this guy. Yeah. 1922. So he that almost made a statue with him there, you know, mm-hmm. like similar to this. Just Stanley, you know, on top of a mountain with all his characters there and something, you know. Yeah, no, no. I mean, look, I don't. Nobody's gonna forget this guy, right? Right, and. There's another thing about comics, right? And and we can sort of, I guess, wrap it up. This is the last thing I, I want to say anyway. You guys can continue if you like. Comics are the American mythology, yes. right? You can look at different cultures around Shit, the world from different... The characters is named Thor. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> Um, but but more, more seriously, though, when you think about, like, the Iliad and the Odyssey, right? Or, you know, the Bible... Right. right. Um, we have They're these stories cool. of these right. basically superheroes. Right. And every nation and every culture has their own. Some of them have been wiped out because right. of the colonizers. But uh, um, what America is, this um, the American um, culture has given the world comic books. And that is in large part to the work that uh stan lee did because what do you what are you talking about when you're talking about a character where you're chronicling their um you're chronicling their journeys and they live on and they're interpreted by different people as the years go and they and they all stay with us that is what mythology is and that's what comics are and they have lasted and there were many times where they may not have lasted. There are many times where Marvel could have gone out of business. There are many times where the characters could have been uh, acquired by different companies, but but it was all able to stick together and come back together in the way that it was. Again, not praising big conglomerate mergers, but the point is the characters stick around and different people get to tell those stories, and they will live on in the same way Hercules lives on, right? right? In the same way, I know Thor is a Marvel character, but but Norse mythology lives on. The, right. These characters will, and I think that you know one can only be so lucky to to to, to be a part of shaping that. Right. So that's my last uh, Stan Lee stuff. No reason to be sad. He lived till ninety five. I hope that I live to ninety five forever, and then I hope after living to ninety five that my work is remembered. So. I'm not, I was not at any point sad today. I, you know, it's it only made me realize my own mortality because when you see all the people you really, looked up to when you were growing honestly, up. That's how it always is. Anytime anybody dies, it's like you realize, damn. I'm I next. Be, at any time. Be like, grateful. Any, any day that you wake up, you never know when you could be taking your last breath. So basically, you know, Hug your loved ones and, you know, enjoy life. Don't spend and, a and, moment being stressed about it. And anything, hope that you, you know? live as long as Stanley. Be yes, grateful and put out work and, you know, you but, try to inspire I mean, the next generation. Even if you live a short life, live every day like it's your last. And, you know, be happy. And create. Create. Why do you be sad for? Create and work for the, for the generation coming, you know, after you. That's All right. You do it. Um, that, that's, I think, I think that was well said by everyone, gentlemen. Um, now 
I, we did have a few news topics that we'll just run through because they won't be important next week. Yeah. Um, Venom. You remember that? A Marvel this character. Black Goop. Not a derivative of Spider-Man. By, Black Goop. Created by Todd McFarlane, but wouldn't be here unless Stan Lee created Spider-Man. Black Goop. Yes. Um, opened in China this weekend. Second and it flopped, large, right? Nope. $110 million. Second, Second largest, largest opening in China ever in history, only behind ever. Infinity War. Black goop. So you're beat telling Black me Panther, that Black um, Panther beat Star Wars, beat Guardians of the Galaxy, but it didn't beat Justice League though. As a matter of fact, it right. did. Not only did it beat Justice League in China, right? All over it the world, beat Craig. Justice League overall, all over so, the world. So Venom, we all saw the same movie, right? Yes. Venom, yes. the derivative Black character. Goop. Beats the Justice League. That's crazy. Superman wasn't in Justice League, right? Yes, he was. He wasn't in the marketing. Batman was in, in Justice League. Some version of Batman was in Justice League. Now here's the here's here's the 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 funny thing. Not to poo-poo on Justice League. Um, Venom's worldwide total right now is six hundred and seventy-three million, and it just opened in China, so. Even with diminishing returns, if it drops off 50% next week right. and then another 50% the week after that, we're looking at at least a $700 million haul. This thing could beat Deadpool 2, which it was only at 734 Deadpool 2 was in a, in a weird space, though, because there was a lot of competition. Still, a lot of competition. if I would have told you a year ago that the Venom movie that didn't have Spider-Man in it, I would have asked. No, I would have asked. Who was gonna beat Deadpool too? I would have asked. You would have you, laughed me is, out of the no, studio. Where is Deadpool opening and when? And who's? What's the competition? And then you know what else you would have asked? What? Get that. So is Spider Man in this Venom movie? Right. Is it connected to the MCU? No, none of that. I told you Black Goop was gonna do gangbusters. I listen. He knew. Eminem knew. There you go. Listen, I don't want to get bumped with that copyright thing, man. <laughs> Um, greatest song of the year, bro. Um, glowing, glowing. Um, so now they ain't gonna know what hit them. Um, other, <laughs> oh other news. Uh, Hollywood or basically people from Hollywood. California's on fire, right? Okay. So and why? Why is this? Why is this news for us? Because we talk about TV and movies. Uh, is it after not movie sets? That's uh, why you gotta well, shoot in New York. Like a bunch. Movies, well, man. everybody's shooting in Atlanta now. Send in the juveniles. But apparently, send in the convicts. Um, send in the clones. Today, um, we found out that Gerard Butler's home is gone. Guillermo del Toro's home is gone. Although his neighborhood's gone, I think he said his house is mostly fine. Um, but Gerard Butler's house is totally gone. Miley Cyrus gone. Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange. House gone. They're fine. They all are insured. They're I'm sure good. they are, but... Fun fact. Gentrification. Yeah. Okay. Um, nature's coming to reclaim. Now, here, right. get, why don't you give me that right fun fact about firefighting and juveniles? Yeah. Since we're talking about fun facts. No, I just didn't know that you could be locked up and a volunteer. Like, I didn't know. Well, a juvenile. You, I know that we nope. the new slaves. Nope. I know that we the new nope. slaves. Not today. I'm going to F out. I'm going Bobby Boucher. Not today, Kanye sir. told you, bro. He said, Yeezy told uh, me. Well, basically what I'm saying is um, the official Twitter account from the Office of Corrections said that they are using juvenile delinquents to help put out the fire. And That's, convicts. Yeah. But they're volunteering. Yo, man, they didn't know they, they was reading. They okay. Know they now, um, anyway, moving on. Some more news. <laughs> uh, apparently. The heat increasing? Tom Cruise. Okay. The reason that uh, Top Gun 2 got delayed is because Tom Cruise decide, decided he's going to be flying all the jets. He's going to be doing all the action scenes for the fighter yeah, jets. This might be the movie he dies. Here's the thing. Nah. It's not like Tom you can Cruise see him it's flying the, thing, the jet. Tom Cruise can't die. Hold on. It's not like you can see well, him flying fans, the jet. They're just going to be filming the jet flying. Yes. Why does Tom Cruise need to actually be the one flying it? Because it's Tom He's Cruise. Tom Cruise. The Thetan levels is through the roof. They're gonna put the damn freaking cameras on on the outside of this shit, so you see it's really him. And then he gonna jump out of the plane, and he gonna be in a parachute and all that stuff, and you gonna see it's really him ejecting out the damn plane. That's right. Put some perspective to this, right? He's not gonna win. And Tom Cruise uh, is immortal, uh, bro. Oscar. 
right? Right. But no, all that, here's know, look at what he's doing. Tom Cruise has been nominated several times to win Oscars, and he could doing. he could win an Oscar when For he what? wants. I think what he's doing he is... He has to do a serious I, movie. He, right? He's done a bunch of serious movies. He hasn't got any, he's got, he's got anything stuff. yet. Um, no, but here's the thing. That's crazy. What'd you say? <laughs> no, just, no you don't need to... Okay. So, um, no, but the point is, what I think he's doing, he knows his action days have a shelf life, so he's trying to do as much cool things as he can and then get back to the drama stuff, like Interview with a Vampire or Magnolia. Tom Cruise or, doesn't have a shelf life. That's true. That's true. So as long as he's gonna be eating those stem cells, he'll be. So when's Risky <laughs> Business two coming out? Uh, yeah, it's it's called Risky Business, flying a fighter jet when you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Now but that's not even the craziest thing he's done. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, like hanging on the outside of a Boeing seven forty seven while it takes off. Right. <laughs> Cause f it. You see Mission Impossible two when he was doing cartwheels, you know, climbing up a damn rock with no damn wires. Yeah. Or jumping from roof to roof. Breaking, you know, his leg. breaking his leg. Yo, bro, man. Tom Cruise. Okay. Listen, give him credit, man. Um, Fearless. Now, next. So, Disney, via the head honcho, Bob Iger. Oh, could do something about it. Actually, we Think knew. Think about the level of realism that he's bringing to a film while things continue to go to the world of CG. Yo, man. He's greater than Jackie Chan. Like, he's telling you. Wow, come on. Uh, he's telling you, I can die. I've seen Jackie Chan do some crazy stuff, though. Yeah. I, I would, I would consider Tom Cruise the American Jackie Chan. I'm sorry, Jackie Chan. I was just joking. I, I wouldn't go Before you far. get kicked yeah. in the face and the rumble in the not stuff. Bronx. Um, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. He's doing Yeah, that's thing. true. Now, okay, but moving on. Tom Cruise is There the were always Jackie rumors Chan. about the uh, Disney streaming service, but we actually got hard details. Hey, what is it called? Disney Plus. Oh, okay. And it will have hubs. I like this actually, right? Because so they Disney may not want to. P L U S or no, just the, just plus the sign. sign, right? Okay. Now, so is it called Disney Plus sign? Uh-huh. Uh But I like the way that they're doing it in silos, right? So you can be in the Pixar section of the service, yeah. you can be in the Disney proper section of the service, yeah. or you can be in the Marvel section of the service, or the Lucas Films, or rather, or the Star, Star Wars, Wars section. Films. Yes. Right. And so I may not care about the other stuff, but I'll just live in the Marvel place all day. Oh my God! I'm watching X Men animated series. That I'm is dope Spider-Man if they ha- if they launch with all of that stuff, and they say they're gonna launch it at the end of 2019. Watching the contracts end, right? Yes. Netflix. I'm watching the terrible Spider Man show. I'm watching the Incredible Hulk show that you hate. The service is. I didn't hate it. I said I love that show, but it wasn't. You know, it's great. I said go back. Blasphemy. So are they able to take all Marvel properties that's ever existed? Here's the you thing. The Fox put Devil, out most of those. Daredevil was his lawyer? The OG one? Where Daredevil was his lawyer. You ever seen that? I did not. And Daredevil was wearing the costume that he was wearing in, in the Netflix joint, in his original costume. The do-rag costume? Yep, he was wearing that. And people hated do-rag on Do-rag Daredevil is the best Daredevil. People hated on <laughs> it so games. bad on the TV show, but that's his original costume. Right. Um, did Stan Lee create Daredevil? Uh, no. Is that one of his? No, I'll Google it just to fact check myself. But okay, I'm just that. saying, that's great cinema. Go back and watch that. Now, uh, in, in regards to that service, they also confirmed, because they were talking about a bunch of shows, but they confirmed that Tom Hiddleston has officially signed on to do a Loki show. Uh, created by uh, Stanley Loki's and not Artist dead. He faked it again. Spoiler. <laughs> With an unspecified amount of Spoiler. input by Jack Kirby. <laughs> Easy. Man, they're just playing their whole hand. Uh, just like, okay. So Loki's such a trickster. Details have emerged on the upcoming uh, Deadpool movie that is coming out. Yeah. Now they're trying to get them Venom numbers. Specified now, by Jack. Kirby. So it, the title of the film it's a PG thirteen Deadpool movie. In case you yeah. guys didn't know, Stanley. And uh, but the title of the film is Once Upon a Deadpool. Right. So does this count to the same total as the original? That movie? is a good question because it has a different title. See, when they did re-releases for Star Wars and Titanic, they still had the same title. And the money this has still a went different to it. Yeah. This has a different title, so I'm not sure. And it has new scenes, so I'm not sure how that works. We'll have to see if it counts towards. You know, it. like when they release a remix album or the remix, like it still goes to the spins of the first one. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's a good question, and I don't know the answer to that. It's like they should just call it. 
Deadpool 2, the remix. How long is this film? This movie? Produced uh, by Puff Daddy. No, it's, it's going to be about two hours. A runtime of uh, two hours? Yeah, they don't have an official runtime yet, but what we do know is that it will only be in theaters for two weeks. Okay. And it is being every one dollar of every ticket sales goes towards uh fudge cancer yes which was renamed only for that two-week period from fuck cancer and we can say fuck cancer because it's cancer is uh mary poppins comes out around that time right it, mary it poppins, does y'all. it does but and Deadpool i told you unless yondu is mary poppins i'm not going to see the movie because that was a blown opportunity so what if Fox there's a trying time? to like get back at uh well down there together I don't right. think they're trying to get back. I think that they are trying to see if this will work. Can we tone it down and still keep the uh, audience? Will it still be funny? Right. And maybe Deadpool can make it work. Uh, uh, also, so this is Disney's filthy hands all in it. Uh, Courtney, what quote do you want sent? No, no, no I sent it to him already. Okay. I sent it to him because I, I couldn't send the picture. He's talking about my Stan Lee uh, hooked on phonics. Um, yeah, rendition of uh, yes, but I couldn't read 60s. it because yeah. it was very small text. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. To blame it on Be clear, eyes, I okay. need glasses too, but I read way better live than you. You didn't. Ooh. You didn't have to read bars. Bars. You didn't have Hella to bars. read nah, what I have nah, to that's read. it. Nah, you're done. Oh, jeez. Nah, okay, now um, nah, also done. trailers came out, or at least one um, teaser trailer and one full trailer for uh, Toy Story Four. Did you yeah. guys see that? Yes. Yes. What do you think about it? Um. I think the movie's going to deal with the mythology of how toys come to life. Because the toy they was do like, play. like, I don't belong here. It was, a, it was a spork, and it had a face drawn on it with a twisty tie for arms and legs. They and do just, like the original alive. toy. But how do right. toys come alive? They do play fast and life. loose mm. in the Toy Story mythology. They play fast and loose on what inanimate objects can have life. Right? Right. So why can one piece of plastic have life but not, like, Another piece of plastic. What we're going to find out is Andy is a paranoid schizophrenic. Sid is a paranoid schizophrenic. So was that little girl who got the toys in the last one. They're like, they're all crazy, and that's why they can see the toys talking. Yo, I just thought about something. That's what very is dark. Toys Hold on. I, well, here, I'll do the you one better. I'll do you one better. It's very dark. I'll do you one better. <laughs> like, I'll do, hold on. Hold on. What is this a kid's movie? What if... Toy Story been stopped being a kid's movie. Only Sid thought I'm talking, so uh, that's just a concept. What if, hold on, what if the humans were the actual toys? What if we're all crazy and all these toys were saying still the whole time, but we just seeing them moving our minds? Because Andy is hooked on LSD. <laughs> What's hold right on, now? hold on. He's on LSD, and so think about I'm it. No, 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 this could work. Right. <laughs> what? I said, what if this whole thing is just Andy tripping on LSD? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, it's an interesting saying. film. Okay. Um, I have no input. <laughs> <laughs> or what if Andy knew they could move the whole time, and he just never said anything? Yeah, he was just there like, yo, these things are watching me jack off. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Right, um, see? Off the rails. It's, uh, it's happening. Man, Detective to, Pikachu trailer. <laughs> The Detective Pikachu trailer drops with Ryan Reynolds somehow as Pikachu. Deadpool. So it's live action Pikachu? Yes. I Holy sent you crap. the trailer. I didn't understand. You did yeah, not I don't watch know how it. I feel about that. I, so I was never like so a, all I this love Pika Pika? No, he talked. And he's surprised Pokemon that, that the kid can understand him. Pokemon was popping as a kid. Never rocked with it. Oh, love we got Pokemon. some comments. Hold on. Hold on. Got to back it up. You guys go ahead. Let me get to these comments. Love real quick. Pokemon. Pokemon was the ish all through. Uh, apparently, Jesse li- likes to uh, a little story time there. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay, so Jesse says much respect for the firefighters and EMs. Send all the 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 fighters and first responders. Yes, um, Jesse also says Scientology will protect him. Yeah, yes, it will. Yeah, that's facts. The the and levels are through the roof. Uh, Courtney says don't disrespect Jackie Chan. I I, uh, I, I, I took it back. I took it back. Um. Yeah. Oh, and Courtney says. Uh, uh, Jesse says we just took Toy Story to a whole new level. Yeah, I'm on a new level. Okay. Now, Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Basically, Deadpool is Pikachu. A little weird. He doesn't even try to change. Wait, his voice. is this PG-13? I don't know. 
Where he Wait, talks like Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Yeah, he talks like <laughs> Ryan talks Ryan exactly like that. I would see it. And it's he's Ryan surprised Reynolds. that anyone can hear because everybody else he's just not, hears no, Pika Pika. One person who but can the hear kid him. hears him talk. Ash. Yeah. No, it's well, not I don't Ash. know if it's Ash. It's, it's the kid. A, it's the kid from the Get Down. No, the kid from the Get Down. Is there other Pokemon or is it just? Yes, but they don't talk. It's all Pokemon. Yeah. It's a biracial kid. Yeah. It's the kid from the Get Down on Netflix. When is this coming out? Who apparently. This year, or maybe next year. Next maybe year. Next it can't year. be this year. No, it's next year. Because you're trying to kill Aquaman out here, bro. Like, but, damn. So here's the thing. Aquaman, Aqua Bro killed himself. Here's the thing. Like why? One, I just want to address, why is this kid from the get-down? Like, is he just Hollywood's new thing? We're just going to go with him and put him in everything? Well, biracials are the new thing. Okay. What else was he in? Um, Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. What else? That's it. I think That's he was it. in something else. That's it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna find well. it. I'm gonna find it. Don't worry. Uh, but you saw the trailer. That's yeah, I did. Tell me what you think. I know you don't have thoughts, but tell me, just interpret it. Don't um, don't give it. A, don't uh, you don't have to uh, judge it, but just t- what you think about it, regardless it, of how you feel about it. If that makes any sense. Remove my feelings feel. from. Yes. But remove. judge the film. I mean, judge what I saw. Yes. Okay. So make a judgment, but remove my feelings. Yes. You have to be dispassionate when you judge. Okay, well, um, from what I saw in the uh, trailer, it looks interesting enough that it's a uh, young man with who can talk to Pikachu. But Pikachu looks uh, like um, a detective puppet, Pikachu, right? Like he looks like a like a no, furry all puppet. CG. But no, no, no. But Pikachu looks different compared to the other Pokemon. Does he look like his animated self? No, no. no. Yes, Not he does. All. Yes, he does. He looks like the well, he cartoon. Looks like, he looks, yeah, I mean, he looks, he looks like, like Pikachu, Pikachu. Yeah, but and he, he looks, like, this, he he looks like a furry... Um, a plush animal. Yes. Yeah, like a plush animal, but the rest of the Pokemon don't. Let me just send they it. Look, guys, they, they look, the, an, the, yeah, they look the, like CG to this so characters. You guys can see. That's what's weird about it. Um, I think and this I think movie... It's because of the, work the motion everybody likes Ryan Reynolds. I think this movie makes no sense whatsoever. I'm going to see it because of Ryan Reynolds. And Pikachu himself looks old and dusty. Right, like he he's like he's been battle, you know, battle. Star. He's a detective, and he, the kids he's gonna help the kid find his dad. I just he, shared the trailer. And he in talks the, to him like the, he's a kid. Um. Yes. So this is like Ted with Pokemon. That's that's perfect. See, dispassionate. You just judged it for what you saw. I am proud of you, sir. You get a golf clap. I don't want a golf clap. Too late. Um, all right, what else do we have? Because I think we had one more story, and then we're going to shove off out of here. Let me uh, check Jesse my notes. says, did you guys see the news Zombieland 2 is dropping October 2019? I will oh, believe no. that crap when I see it. I don't believe that was been supposed to drop since 19 how long? I don't believe it. That's what That's I think. That's movie that had Bill Murray in it, right? Yeah. Zombieland yeah. 2 is dropping? You think Bill Murray comes back? No, unless he's going to come back as a zombie, but no. Yeah, why not? Wait, Zombieland 2 is coming out? Zombies be talking now. I don't think it's happening, but they say it's happening. Speaking of Walking Dead. Um, yeah. Okay, and the last thing that I had, aside from this um, She-Ra, they showed some, uh, there's an extended trailer for the She-Ra show on Netflix. I think that's Stop pretty. Okay. Right. Uh, also, one more thing. Right. The Mowgli trailer drops, and it shows some story, and it looks Quite interesting. Not gonna yeah. lie. Um, that, the I Mowgli, think the animals oh, look real cartoony. They don't look as real as they did in the um, the Disney one. Yeah, Disney had like a hundred million dollars to <laughs> do do some, some extra rendering. Around. I'm just saying it ain't gonna be the same without the uh, you know. I want to be like you, ooh ooh, and the you know bare necessities. Listen, as Andy Serkis said, the, this is music. not your daddy or your daddy's. Uh, you know, Jungle Book. You know, this is not... Oh, so there's going to be bestiality in it? Okay. He is a wolf. Or is he a monkey? Or is he a bear? What is he? Because he's trying to find himself but why a boy. So why why is bestiality involved? Because he doesn't know what he is. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move us right on. Um, Here's one more thing. John Cena, for some reason, posted on his his Instagram account a a picture of a Captain America shield with Captain America, uh, with Black Panther scratches. Black on. Panther scratch. Although that's not really Black Panther scratch, because Black Panther scratched it with two uh, hands, right. and this is only five uh, scratches. Yes. Right. So what do we think that is? Saber tooth? Anyone? No. 
No. Anybody? No. no? John Cena is going to be the next Captain America. Is that what he it no. is? No. Did he post no. that? Did he post that like during after the election or during on election day? Uh, November fourth. So it was before the election. He posted it. He maybe puts photos up statement. with no descriptions. That's yeah, maybe thing. it was just a political statement. Or maybe it's just like him just putting it out there because he wants people to talk. Maybe he's campaigning for it. Inception. Yeah. yeah. All right. No and... speculation. Either. But he is vying for a Marvel character. Hey, Courtney, I mean, did you watch The Walking Dead? Because apparently these guys didn't watch it and they don't Yo, was show. Rick in it? Hold on. Was Rick in the episode? Did I miss it? No, Rick wasn't Oh, Rick in wasn't it. in it. Okay. Yo, Courtney, now, if you want to talk about it, say something. We, me and you can talk about it back and forth. I don't even care if you spoil it. You yeah. can't talk about it, actually. All right, this is the last thing I had, unless Courtney comes. Unless you guys want to talk about Walking Dead, you can do so. Anybody? Anybody? Um, anybody? Anybody? Overlord yeah, came out this weekend, kind of flopped at the box office, but it got great reviews. I think it's almost at 90% on Rotten tomatoes right. it is like they made me watch all thriller no filler See, right Courtney um, basically he saw it and he's waiting for it, it is a in all caps a a basically if wolfenstein was yes. a movie that is what overlord is right right why do i bring this up aside because it's a movie show the Jesse director watched it too boom the director of overlord has Thanks, guys. signed on. Thanks, I appreciate y'all. with me. The the director oh, of Overlord Lord. has signed on to make the Flash Gordon movie. Flash, ha. and if it does not feature the Savior original Queen the song, Flash Gordon, they have the one edge. job. Yeah, one job is to include the original Queen theme song. You have to. You gotta play that. All right, they made uh, a whole soundtrack for that. I, I guess if you guys want to talk about Walking Dead, have at it. Yes. I am in the I don't give an F I thought section of the, the show. episode was very U.S. agent. I like what uh, Court did there. That is good. Yeah. I don't have this comment. It could be U.S. agent. I like it. I like it. But Walking Dead was good. It, it was all right. It wasn't even whack. I like the the way they're going with it. Yo, Scarol is back in a big way. The way she just killed everybody. She just torched the whole place on fire. Like burn mother efforts alive. She was just like, yo, you can mess with me, but don't mess with the babies. This is what you get. Hold that. So I did watch. I tried. It was, it was, um, I had to struggle to get through the episode. Like I watched the first 10 minutes and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm pushing through this. And then I got to 20 minutes. And I was like, wait, Rick's not showing up. I don't care. I couldn't get through it. But from what I did see, how do you feel about um, Michonne running security. Did you did you buy that her her? Michonne always been running security. No, 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 I'm not talking about her running she, security. In, 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 Alexandria, they had gave her the job as head of security. She was walking you, around with a security guard shirt on. But her she being was the leader, like top flight security. No, in the world. I'm just saying, patting people down and doing stuff like that. Did did that feel or walking out like? Yes, because the bitch had knives on her. Two, she only found one, but the, the bro was gonna try to sneak thief her, and in, in the night she saw you know baby Rick. Shout out to Rick because Rick did shoot up the club because he was worried because she was. Hold on, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question though. Let me ask you a question though. Did he though? Did he or was it Negan? Mm. Was it Negan? Did she bend over in front of the cell and it's Negan's baby? Oh, crazy. You know what? I think it should just end on that. The drama, the saga Wait, continues. Wait, so Courtney Wu-Tang. says y'all can't play with his emotions like yes, that. Man. He's not your human. Uh, Yo-Yo. Um, she says, has, she, had to remind everybody she who had, she was. That's what he's saying. She had to, okay. And Jesse says they she's should, loving the direction it's going, not digging Carol's long hair. Love, Rick Jr. Yes. Okay, let's talk about one thing, though. I Why do we not Rick address Jr. the elephant in the room? They addressed this in the Walking Dead Telltale Yo, where's games. Maggie, though? They she's gone. She's not but coming back. Yeah. No fanfare. Nothing. Like, her last she episode was just when Rick so left. So who's running it over there? Is it Jesus? Who cares? Yeah, she didn't even say, like, even I'm know. leaving. I got to find myself. She's just gone out the show. We never to return. Her, so never to return. She's just out there. All right. You'll know the temperature of how they deal with um, this person's... Uh, I just yeah, forgot Jesse, the name. Yeah, Jesse, I'm not character. feeling Carol's long hair. Yeah, she it's, is, it's, like, like just eaten. Like randomly, like off screen, like they just show like like Lori, like yeah, like <laughs> like Jesus just walks up and he's like, "Wait, what's going on?" Oh, Maggie. by the way, and then I, she's yeah. just getting like torn up by a walker. You, you don't see a face. Yo, she wants to go stay with Martha Stewart and them. This That's is this is. is dumb though, and this is what I was saying about Michonne as the leader. So Michonne got to jump over the table 
to go pat her down because she had a, a jail tattoo. We're judging people because they went to jail. They were in jail in their previous life. Yeah. Like what? Because her body language, everybody else was peaceful and humble. She Who was she standing aligned with. She's like, I did what I had to do, and she was standoffish. It wasn't just this, but Michonne being, she had a security. She sees all of this shit, and she's like, why are you so standoffish? And you try, if anything, you're trying to be on the humble because you're trying to get them to accept I understand, you. but why pick on a jail tattoo? That feels it's like everybody you is murderers. It's not you a jail tattoo, with? but why are you hiding weapons on you? But why? I get. I understand the why you had. That's wrong, if right? The whole thing is we're trying to see if we could trust you, and then you're. But why not go straight? Plus, plus the bitch was trying to kill her. If her, if she was if she didn't see Rick Junior, she was gonna sneak thief her in the middle of the goddamn night. That's what she was trying to do. So, so how are you to say Michonne is wrong? I'm not saying she's she was wrong. supposed to judge her. Yeah, but not off of a jail tattoo. It wasn't just that. Listen, but why even bring it up? It was a pointless thing to bring no, up. No, but she was just saying, like, you can't just be... Because everybody was just ready to accept this bro, but she was just there, like, boom, I'm going to put Listen. this elephant in the room just so y'all know that, okay, don't be just so, oh, we're going to accept everybody. That's how you get killed. Be um, more angry with the, the writers and who, who put yeah, the that's identifier... My who put the tattoo as the identifier of the character? She, I'm saying just she could have like went we, straight for the belt and the knife. Right, but it's just they. Yeah, did. it's a strong possibility that Negan is the damn father, because Negan is was having conversations with you know the kid and like helping her with her homework. Why would she? Why would she go to you know Negan for help with her damn homework? Negan is daddy. Oh, yeah. this is another thing I want to ask you. And, <laughs> right, and daddy is you know we we <laughs> have. We have always like been uh, oh champions God. of of diversity, but do you think The Ooh. Walking Dead has become? It's almost like too yes. perfectly diverse. They have deaf <laughs> characters now. That's crazy. Hearing impaired, like you know, what, the one who was uh, one of them is hearing impaired, and one is completely deaf. Uh, Jesse said, "It's all about inclusion." Yo, she, no, 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 it's it just is. Like, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. You're a liability because you can't hear nothing. Coming, it's like everybody gotta always be watching you. Like, yo, they they, they stepping on twigs. You don't to, hear that? To be fair, Shit. though, if you're you starting the world killed. over, that's the perfect opportunity to get rid of all of those separators that we have. Right. And it's like you are either on team living or team dead, right? So it doesn't matter. Been so I, I think I think that's the perfect. So I guess it makes sense, but it it, it felt like. They just were like, okay, let's check every box possible. Right. Um, let's talk about how uh, Father Gabriel was out here getting all the box. Like he, he he's Episcopalian, Jadis. man. Yo, he banging Jadis. <laughs> he banging freaking uh, what's her name, Rosita. He's getting mad. Let's talk about how freaking Eugene came out there like he's super thug now. He's just like leading the pack. He was there stabbing people first. That's that ponytail. He like. got the ponytail. Um, Yo. But then he did some rookie mistake stuff like tripping over his ponytail when he climbed up the damn water tower and dropped his whole bag and then the horses ran off like whoops. Uh Jesse. There over goes Eugene. <laughs> um no. Okay, then so he was Jesse trying to says confess his love group... to Rosita because he's like, I remember when I used to watch you bang, you know, when Abraham and I used to jack off in the corner and I've been in love with you since then. She's like, yo, Eugene, shut the F up. It's not a good time, don't make this shit awkward. Okay, so so Jesse says this group reminded me if when of when Rick and them first came to Alexandria, they were willing to kill and nope, nope. Rick was about that life, just butt, bit out necks, yeah. killed the the damn. Um, the Rick was cannibals. like, yo, we're taking this shit from them. <laughs> These the people ain't like, doing nothing close what you got to that. Here. Yeah. We're taking this. Yo, hours. you remember Rick just started? You it know when Rick went crazy when he started laughing? <laughs> it's like, oh, you up taking your girl? Is Mister Steel your girl? The Rick thing, bro. It is yeah, not the same. They are. I'm sorry, Jesse. It was it hours is not earlier th that he just bit somebody's <laughs> neck out. No, no but, but not said, only did he bite yeah. the necks out, he also killed the people in Terminus, right? When they had him tied up, and he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna kill you." With this axe, <laughs> those are some dope episodes. Yo, came down. Basically, is Carol saved him because she, you know, with the commotion, like he had the chance to react and do yeah. something. But he just knew, yeah, because he yeah. saw the script. <laughs> um, All right. now, yeah, I think that's it. Maybe we should just move our little do some mini Walking Dead discussions on Mondays. Who knows? I don't know. People obviously are still interested, bruh. I'm telling you, it's it was, our highest rated stuff, and it's not even in the tags to get us more views, but there's that. 
I mean, I'm uh, just saying. Tell uh, these guys you want it. You want Walker. If Dead. you guys you say you want Dead. it, I guess we'll do it. But I don't know. <laughs> it's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll just do tags later, LeBron. Maybe we'll just do a one-man show. All right, folks. Uh, again, uh, R.I.P. to Stan Lee. Yes, yes. He was going. Excelsior, Stan. Excelsior. Yes, yes sir. Um, so tell them where they can find you, good sir. You can find me at the Do the Bodge with the Z and a couple periods in between on your Instagrams. You can find me at LeVar Johnson on Facebook. And you could always find me here every Monday, you know, yes, at yes. various times. But the right. Same time. And maybe we're going to start like a Sunday night show for you where you could talk about current events, yeah, which man. include music and stuff. Talk about stuff that's popping. People, I need you guys to. Uh, get in contact with LeVar and harass him to get him to start that show. If y'all want a LeVar show, leave it in the comments. It'll be all the crap talking unfiltered. LeVar Are you not entertained? So we're just putting that out there. Thinking about the unmitigated goals. Yeah. Um, Where can they find you, Mr. Woods? You can find me on most social media platforms at whywoodswhynot.com. Jesse said she's a deadhead for life. She wants to show. Or whywoodswhynot.com. Sorry, Yabby. I just wanted to read the last comment. But and you can find me at your favorite social media network, as long as it's not Snapchat, at Steve A.M. Johnson. Uh, you can also find me tomorrow on the second page where we are going to go over those midterm results and these recounts and yeah. see how all of that Trump plays said out. F numbers. Numbers don't matter. Unless they're in his favor. Yeah. Um, but that's it, folks. And maybe we'll have a show on Sunday called The Unmitigated Goal with LeVar. Unfiltered. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, and Yabby's articles is coming. Yes, and also we set up the Patreon so you can go oh, to yeah. patreon.com <laughs> slash R Squared Network. No, I, I do have something. And uh, if you want to help us keep stuff the lights the work, on. Man. We're trying to promote. Steve's got games coming out. I got a show maybe. If you're or ready, we could talk about the Patreon so we could get paid for this show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Donate. R Squared. A day I... will, you know, help Steve get a haircut. <laughs> yes. Uh, but patreon.com slash R Squared Network. We're going to create some more tiers and you will get um, exclusive content there. And when we, once we hit a certain number of patrons, we are going to create a private show just for you guys. Also, you'll two. be able to get us uh, in our own private chat so we can all have com- unfiltered conversations on the off hours. So yes. check it out or at least After tell your friends about it. Exclusive content. You don't want to hear my unfiltered. Maybe you do, but they're going to have to pay. <laughs> All right, folks, that is it. Onlyfans.com. Hugs.drugs <laughs> and uh, Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs>